they kind of put this illusion that, that you are a team. And honestly, you should embrace it. You should embrace it. You should have fun with it. You should go with the process. But in reality, you kind of have to bring yourself back down to earth and understand you're here for yourself. You know, you said that getting kicked out of the house didn't seem like it was worth the risk, which I think most people would agree, right? Were you surprised that he was sort of willing to risk that over an argument? Because it looked like, again, you wanted no part of it, which I can't blame you. It's right. Like you're getting paid. You're not getting paid, but oh, the opportunity is I to wanted fight. Part of it. I wanted part of it. A big thing that he also showed us how human he is. You know what I mean? Like he's not like some mythical creature. Like you guys all know this Conor McGregor is the superstar, the guy that's unbreakable. Like, you know what I mean? Like he's human just like all of us, you know? We're prospects coming yeah. into this house, but don't think we ain't been through no adversity, right? Exactly. That's exactly what I'm saying. Like I've had plenty of losses in life. Guys, today we got the Titan FC lightweight champion. You could also check him out on season 31 of The Ultimate Fighter, Landon Quinones. I would imagine it's been an exciting but busy, you know, sort of year thus far with everything going on, man. Talk to me, man. How are you feeling right now? Um, I'm a little stressed out. The show um, was a crazy experience being on The Ultimate Fighter. Um, uh, I, I came, everything just kind of happened so quick after coming off a two-year layoff. Uh winning my belt, defending my belt, and then jumping into the biggest season probably in the history of this show. So yeah. um, uh, it's it's been pretty hectic, pretty crazy. And um, it's my first time dealing with press like this, dealing with media, dealing with um, all the, like, the publicity and things going on. So it's definitely a new experience for me. It's been stressful, but it is also exciting because this is exactly the spot you want to be if you're doing what I do. You know, we work hard to, to, find, to find the big moments and to leave a legacy and to leave memories and um, uh, to just catch ourselves in history, like I just said. So... Yeah, man, I'm, I'm dealing with the best I can. It's pretty good. Absolutely. So is that what the nerve, would you, you know, sort of credit the nerves to that, that it's your first time doing this whole, you know, shebang? <laughs> well, I don't even know if I could say nervous. It's just, it's just so different. Well, I, I guess I could say nervous. Right? It is, it's very different, man. You know what I mean? Like this is a huge platform I'm on, you know, it's where I wanted to be the whole time. And I feel like I deserve to be here and I've earned the right to be here. But like I said, it's just new, and I'm just kind of going through the growing pains. I feel like I'm I'm mature. I'm a completely different person. I've matured a lot from the day I stepped in the house to the day I stepped out, and now being where I am now, months later after it's all said and done. So I'm just looking forward to the future, and uh, it it's nerve wracking, but it's also very exciting. Yeah, you getting a lot of people saying like, "Hey, man, I saw you on ESPN," or "Hey, man, congratulations." I'm sure you're getting a lot of that lately, right? <laughs> Yeah, I'm getting a little bit of that, but to be real, it's pretty it's pretty weird because I'm getting a lot more TV time than I thought I would. You know, I, I, it wasn't even my episode, and I got I was getting a lot of TV time on episode one, episode two, sure. previews leading up to the next episodes and my confessionals. So um, uh, it's it's been a little more than what I expected, but yeah, I've been getting a lot of that. A lot of old friends hitting me up, saying how proud they are of me. You know, because I mean, obviously being being on tough, and not, I'm not technically in the UFC yet. It's not exactly where I want to be. You know, I want to be at a higher platform, be better. But to be real, it's good to sit back and look and see what you've accomplished so far and admire yourself because most people don't get to the point to where I've gotten. So I'm proud of myself in that aspect, but there's definitely a lot of work to be done for sure. Absolutely, man. And speaking of all that, right, obviously, if it was not in episodes one or two, we absolutely can't talk about it. But in a general sense, man, what was it like to be on a show like that, right, surrounded by other talented fighters, wearing the <laughs> UFC gloves, being trained by one of the most popular fighters the most popular fighter in MMA history. Like, what was that whole experience like for you, just in a general sense? Well, in our reality, it was life-changing. You know what I mean? Um, understanding how to coexist with people of different cultures, different different areas of living. Um, uh, obviously, being coached by the most successful fighter to ever live in, in the sport of MMA. You know what I mean? 
Um, uh, also one of the best southpaws, me being a southpaw too. I got to learn from him, watch the way he moves, watch the way he do things, yeah. watch the way he routines his training, watch the way he, everything's structured, the way his coaches talk to him, the way he is with his coaches. Um, uh, I mean, honestly, being in the house is the most stressful part because you, you got no TV, no phone, no music, no books. You really don't have any outlets, you know what I mean? There's a lot of tension because even your own teammates you're in the house with, like you might have to fight them too. So it's like, there's never exactly. really that trust. You're pretty, you're out there pretty solo. So, and you have no familiar faces. It's a hard, hard and very hard environment to deal with. So um, I feel like I have matured a lot and I, I was able to learn to coexist with people better because me, I had a big ass mouth. You know what I mean? Like I'm one of those people that like, if you don't know me, my personality can rub you the wrong way. I'm very brash. I'm very out there, you sure. know? So um, I definitely felt that. And I, I was, I was kind of learning a lot about myself in that house. And um, I came out a better man because of it. So like I said, it was one of the greatest yet worst experiences in my life. Very stressful, very difficult. Some days are, are really hard. You're bored. You're sitting idle. You know what I mean? And you, you fucking can't stand it. And then there's some days where you're having the best laughs, the best interactions, the best moments of your life. So right. it was definitely something I'll never forget. It changed the, the way my career is going to be going from here on out. Changed the way I'm going to be training from here on out. Changed the way I approach the game and my, my respect and level of understanding for the game. And um, I'm just grateful that God put me in this position to be here. And um, I'm just excited for the future now for me. I think that's really accurate the way you put it too, right? Because it's there's such opposite ends of the spectrum when you're on the show, right? Like when you're beefing with fighters in the house, that's not fun. But when you're fucking, you know, kicking it with McGregor in the basement, he's giving you guys advice. You're just hanging out, you know, getting the haircuts or whatever. I'm sure those are some of the good times, right? So it's like there's a full yeah. spectrum of emotions you get through the show, right? Absolutely. But even even with the opposite team, with Team Chandler and all those other guys, like they're yeah. going to show the drama, but they're not going to show the times where we were kicking in the kitchen and having conversations or like talking about each other's families. Like I'm sure they will at some point. But I'm saying it's like it was all the place when you're living with people, you're forced to interact and you're forced to get to know people. So at the end of the day, even the guys that we fight, that we fight, may fight or whatever happened, like there's right. still there's still a respect factor there. You know, what I mean, we all went through this this journey together. It was it's something that's going to be etched in history, and it was a very difficult time for all of us. You know, being away from our families, being away from our loved ones, being in, in um environments that aren't familiar to us. You know, it was a hard thing to deal with, and we all went through it. So um, we can relate to each other in that sense. So, yeah, man, it was it was pretty cool, man. Regardless of whether it's just with Connor, you know, because realistically, we saw Connor mostly just at practice. You know, yeah. he came to the house a few times, but it was at practice. He took us to dinner. It was pretty cool. But um, uh, yeah, bro, life changing for sure. Very very unique experience. Speaking of all that stuff, right? Speaking of, you know, screen time, which you did mention, you got a lot of even in the episodes where you weren't fighting, right? It seemed like there was a little bit of a tension between you guys, you and Roosevelt Roberts. And I like to ask, because, you know, the episode just happened and we're sort of playing it by episode here, right? <clears throat> you know, when you guys sort of got into the house, right? It seemed he seemed like you were disrespecting the vets, like your attitude towards the vets was kind of disrespectful. Do you agree? Like, is that how you were looking at it? Like, you know, these guys were already here. They could be beat. Like, what was that? What was your mentality going into the house? Just to sort of clear it up, you know? Well, when I hear what he says, I understand why he could feel disrespected, you know? Um, but you got to understand, these are all guys that I got to fight. You know what I mean? I'm not looking at these guys like I'm trying to be their friend, you know? I'm, I'm exactly. cool with them and all, but there's a competitive factor to it, you know? And realistically, I'm on this show, and I was picked to be on this show because I'm capable of defeating every single one of these guys, you know? We're all on equal terms, you know? Everyone's a good fighter in the house. This is probably one of the highest competition seasons you're ever going to see. So um, it's not like anyone can be, be can't be anybody on any given day and i believe in myself and i believe i came to win and i i, I truly felt that way and it was no disrespect to him i just felt it was my time and um uh, roosevelt was really hyped he had just fought that day he was super hyped up on his high horse and um uh, we come from the same kind of background same place we're both south florida boys 
We both got brash attitudes, you know what I mean? Those of us a little hood dude, you know what I mean? And I'm a very outspoken individual, so our personalities kind of clash, you know. But at the end of the day, I got no, I got no problem with Roosevelt. No disrespect. They actually, when we first got into the house and they did our opening interviews, they said, "Who would you like to get matched up with first? And he was the first name that came out of my mouth. Him and um and Austin Hubbard were the first guys I wanted to fight. Not because I felt he was an, any easier fight, but because I felt it was a good challenge. I felt stylistically it would make a banger fight. Him a striker, me being a striker as well. So um um. Yeah, man, we had our little thing, but I wasn't going to fight in the house and get kicked out for that. You know what I'm saying? I, this is an opportunity I worked my whole life for, and you can pop your chest out all you want. You can say whatever you want, but at the end of the day, if I would when we went, when I win my fight, we're going to have to fight. And I said that to him. I said that in my interviews, and it is what it is. You know what I mean? But all due respect for him, he had an awesome performance. He had a great run on the show. Um, uh, we had a great time in the house. You know, we, we made lifelong memories. And um, like I said, it's mutual respect for everybody in the house. I feel like I grew up a lot in the house. I gained a lot of respect for the veterans. I feel like I got to learn from them just as much as I learned from Connor. You know, these are guys that have been around the block. And living with them, I got to see their routines, how they think about things, how they approach things, um, their humble mentalities. You know, like I said, I'm a loudmouth. I'm a little different. I'm a little bit out there. And I understand that about myself. You know what I mean? It might not rub me the right way. Your personality. But, uh, regardless of how they feel about me, I'm grateful for being in the house with them because I learned a lot from them as well. So it's all good. Let's talk about that, right? Since, again, not to reiterate, but it, we did just see it this last Tuesday. I'm sure that people are curious because that's what they've seen of you so far, right? You know, you said that getting kicked out of the house didn't seem like it was worth the risk, which I think most people would agree, right? Were you surprised that he was sort of willing to risk that over an argument? Because it looked like, again, you wanted no part of it, which I can't blame you. It's right. Like you're getting paid. You're not getting paid, but oh, the opportunity is I to fight. I wanted part of it. I wanted part of it. Trust me. You knew you couldn't, though, right? Like, obviously, something happens. You get kicked out of the house. Why the hell are you there? What's the point of even being there then, right? So I kind of understand. Was it a shock to you that he was willing to, like, actually stand up and, like, actually want to fight? Nah, no way. But he wasn't going to fight, bro. Like, there's a bunch of people in the kitchen. Ain't nobody was going to fight there. You know what I mean? I know he's down for it. Don't get it twisted. I ain't saying Rose scared. I'm not sure. saying Rose scared. You guys are fighters. I'm not scared either. He's down for it. It's just, yeah, we're all fighters in the, in the damn house. You know what I mean? We're, tensions get heated. Tempers flare. It is what it is. But, um, um, I, you know, it, I just I just didn't think it was going to get there. And I'm the one who started it. He was staring at me, and I'm the one who said something to him. It's a very me thing to do. You know what I mean? Like, I'm very blunt in your face. So he was looking at me funny. I'm like, damn, you saw me up and down, bro. What's up with you? And I was playing with it. You know, I was having fun with it. So, you know, it is what it is. You know, it, it doesn't, it's really not a big deal. But I'm going to take all the backlash from it because, regardless, whatever publicity, all publicity is good publicity, right? You know, so. Sure. I'll take right. it. And the reason we're even talking about just that solely and not focusing on other things, right, is because that's all we saw so far, right? Like we're sort of taking it yeah. bit by bit, right? So I guess you're For probably sure. gonna get some more questions about that. But I'm sure as the episodes go by, they see you fight, more things happen, then you know, obviously the topics will start changing a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. It was a very eventful season. A lot of things are going on. Obviously, I can't talk about an NDA. So, you know, but um uh, you guys are gonna enjoy it. It's a lot, it's a lot to tune sure. into. From Connor, from my teammates, from the other team, it was, it was it was definitely very eventful and something I'll never forget for sure. He said that you take something away, they're willing to die to get what they lost back, right? Did you notice a big difference in energy between the prospects and vets when you came into the house? Or was it sort of just like everyone was on their own mission? Like, how was the energy in the house between both parties? Uh, to be honest, the the vet team was a lot more serious as far as like their demeanors is is. But I don't want to say that meant they were hungrier or more serious about the opportunity. I think right. we were everyone in that house that was there understood the degree of what was on the line and understood how important the opportunity was. 
I just feel like their energy was a little bit more cold than ours was. You know what I mean? We were more playful. We were more enjoying the process. We'd never been through those things before. We're the prospects. We're the rookies. You know, we never, right. we never seen the stage. We never been there. And like, we had a respect for it, but we were enjoying the process a little more. They seemed a little more cold. And I agree with them though. They are right. When you take something away from someone, you give it back. They're going to cherish it. They're going to value. They're going to want to hold on to that. And I respect that. But I don't want to say the hunger was more that they had. I just want to say it was different. You know, it's a very different hunger when you get someone who gets something for the first time and then you get someone who had it and they got it taken away. I don't want to say right. it's more or less, but it was very different. It's you know, different. it's kind of hard yes. for me to describe. Yeah. So, but like you could see, like, I don't know if they're going to show it, but our van rides, like, even our van rides were crazy. Like, we were cracking jokes. We were making the, the bus, the van drivers crack up. We were, we were just talking a bunch of trash, talking a bunch of shit, cracking jokes all the time. And then the, the van drivers were saying their rides were quiet. Like, they ain't talking about shit. Like, we were, like we were the fun ones, you know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know, man. It's You're going to have to tune in and see. There's a lot of things that happen with them and their conversations that obviously I didn't see. Because even though, like, realistically, you're not really two teams, you're all individuals competing against each other. Like it still is a team vibe and they did it. They, they were very good about being a team. So they kind of stuck to themselves, you know? So I don't know. There's going to be conversations that come out that I didn't get to see. So we're going to see, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of interested to see what happens too with what they were talking about and how they felt going towards this opportunity as well. Yeah. I like to, you know, sort of talk about team vibes, allegiances and all that. But before I'd like to ask, you know, um, obviously you're in the house, right? And there's vets and there's prospects. Again, that's sort of what the show's based around. But it's interesting that you say that because there's obviously pros and cons, right? Like, you know, the vets, maybe they're hungry because it was taken <laughs> away from them. But again, they did lose the first time. So that means it could happen again. You guys, you're younger. You know what I mean? Maybe you're hungry because it's your first time, but you haven't had that loss. So I feel like there's pros and cons, but that's kind of what makes the season interesting, right? Yeah, of course. But you got to understand, like, just because we're, we're we're prospects doesn't mean we haven't lost things in life or lost opportunities. You know what I mean? I came back from a two year layoff from ACL surgery and I was on the contender series and I got COVID and I wasn't able to compete. And I had opportunity after opportunity put taken away from me. And I've been overlooked and overlooked and overlooked. You know what I mean? I've had sure. different losses in life. You know what I mean? I've been I've been homeless and hopping on couches and like I've, been, I've had losses. You know what I mean? Just because I haven't lost in the cage or lost in the UFC doesn't mean I haven't had losses. You know what I mean? I've been broke my whole life. I just, I finally coming back from tough, got a new car. I have been driving with no AC and hoopies from fucking 2000 to 2004 that break down on me every second, missing training, missing, missing opportunity fucking for years. You know what I mean? I've had plenty of losses. So it doesn't mean that we're not as hungry just because we haven't been there before, you know? Right. So um, uh, I'm sure they understood that as well, though, that they definitely respect. You're not going to go into any fight with anybody at this level and not respect what they got coming for them, whether it be mentally, physically, whether it be with their skill, their spirit. So um, um it is a factor, but I think we were just as hungry, you know? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Seems like, you know, there's sort of pros and cons of both sides. I think that's what's going to make it a very interesting season. What's going to make it exciting. Um, We saw you in episode one. I think you were talking to Mondo and Rico about sort of the energy that Connor brings. Right. Like just being around him seems so infectious. Right. Talk a little bit about that. Right. Like having a guy like that as your coach. Right. Um, Obviously, we're going to have to see what happens with the rest of the season. But through episodes one and two, you first get into that house. What's it like being around a guy like that? You know, having him as your coach. It was, it was, it was really a surreal experience. You know, when I first saw him in the, um, uh, when they were picking teams, I wasn't sure how I'd feel, you know, I was, I didn't think I was going to be starstruck. I was like, yeah, man, it's whatever. It's just another fighter. You know, he's a great fighter, whatever he's, he's, but then when I saw him, I'm like, damn, like that's Conor McGregor. I was like kind of shocked to see him, 
But um, being around him was was crazy. He's a very intense individual, and honestly, like Definitely, everyone yeah. talks about seeing him on TV, like he's not faking it. Like he is, he is exactly what you see on TV. He's good at turning it on when he needs to turn it on, like from the business aspect. But as far as his personality and who he is, the charisma, the intensity, the energy, like that's really who he is, you know. And he really is passionate yeah. about the game. A lot of people like to talk about, oh, he's got money, he's rich, he doesn't care anymore. Nah, the, the dude definitely cares, and he's obsessed with the game. Like, we're in the locker room watching fights and watching film, and the guy's over here shadow boxing and can't sit down, can't sit still. It's like he's obsessed with what he's doing all the time. So I'm uh, getting to see how he approaches his training, because realistically, like, he was our coach, but we were more mm -hmm. co being coached by his coaches. It was great because he was more training with us. Mm -hmm. You know, we were doing what he was doing. So he was kind of leading by example with us. So we got to kind of see the way he approaches things, the way he likes to drill. I got to see his body mechanics, just the way the way his intensity is with training, how he pushes himself. And honestly, it made a huge difference in my career, man. I got to spar with him. I got to see the way he is. And um, it's, it's just a good person to take notes from. You know, we're talking about one of the most successful fighters in the history of the sport. And we're talking yeah. about the first ever double champ. Not only a double champ, guy in my white, weight class, you know, who's done it all, who's seen it all. Absolutely. And, um, uh, it was it was amazing. It was an amazing experience, man. It was great. Uh, it, it definitely changed my life for real. Now, besides Connor, again, you said that the crew he brought with him, those are the guys you were mainly working with, right? Pretty well credentialed coaches, right? Cav I was saying that the uh, the crew he was with, right? The, you know, the coaches that he brought, even though Connor was the coach of the season, right? Those are primarily the guys you were working with, was like Kevin <laughs> Alrighty, those kinds of guys, right? What was it like working with guys like that? I mean, they helped craft Connor into who he is now as a fighter, right? So obviously they know what they're doing. What was it like rubbing shoulders with coaches like that? Man, well, they're mad geniuses, man. You know, very, very adamant about technique, very adamant about details. John Cavanaugh is a nerd. He is a martial arts nerd. He's not like a big, tough guy, strong, athletic guy. He's just a genius, man. He drill, he drills and drills and drills and studies and studies and studies. And he he's truly obsessed with his craft in the game and what he's, you know what I mean? Very good jujitsu, very good wall work, very good ground and pound, very good strategist. Um, mm -hmm. Also, Owen Roddy, a mad genius with the striking, very good angles, very good footwork drills, very good setups, very good mind for the game as well from both stances. Um, Sergey, Coach Sergey, his wrestling coach, mm -hmm. um, very, very adamant te technique, very long practices, very high volume. And every little detail counts, man. Like that, though, that was the fact that I, that I saw is how much that Connor drills and how much his team drills. You know what I mean? Sparring and everything, they definitely go hard with sparring. They definitely go hard with sessions. But one thing that they're very adamant about is technique, 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 and teaching and learning constantly. And that was something that made a huge difference in the way what I took home with training. Because I feel like when I, because I train at Killcliffe Fight Club with uh, Michael Chandler and all those guys. And I feel like one thing that I was missing was a lot of technique work. It was a lot of live and a lot of go, 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 go. And I feel if anything, if you're kind of training hard with no direction of what you want to accomplish, I feel like you're not getting any better. I feel like you're doing yourself a disservice and you're getting yourself worse. So I'm taking a lot of those concepts of how I'm training over there to how I'm training now back home. And it's, it's really made a huge difference. I feel like I've improved a lot in this time since I've gotten back from the house. And um, um, yeah, man, it was definitely surreal. They're great. And they're great people as well. They were supportive. They treated us like their own. And um, uh, I'm just super grateful for the experience and super grateful to have them in my corner. That's great to hear, man. Amen to that. Um, I thought what you said before was quite interesting about sort of the team dynamic, right? As far as we know so far, Team Chandler's up 2-0, right? But is there any feeling at all of, damn, we got to get a win for this team, right, at this point in the show? Or is it more like, I'm here for myself, man. Like, that's that's all good and well, but I got to win this damn show myself. You know, like, what's what's the attitude this early on when, you know, the other team gets the first couple? Do you even care about that? 
Well, to be honest, it makes you feel like it at first, but in all reality, you got to kind of bring yourself back down to earth and understand that you're not here for anyone else. You're here for yourself. So by putting you in this environment, by being in the ultimate fighter, by putting you in this environment in the house with all these people and putting you up against each other and making and separating you guys the way they do, they kind of put this illusion that, that you are a team. And honestly, you should embrace it. You should embrace it. You should have fun with it. You should go with the process. But in reality, you kind of have to bring yourself back down to earth and understand you're here for yourself. And you you can't kind of you can't fight for these guys. You can't control the outcomes. You know what I mean? You got You can only control your outcome. You can only control what you can control. So um, uh, it's easy to get emotional, but you just got to bring yourself ground and focus on your own task at hand. To be honest. Absolutely, man. Now you know to sort of switch gears here. We talked a little bit about coaching, right? I see you taking pride in coaching as well, man. It seems like it's something you can do as well, right? Obviously. I would think you'd be doing it a little bit more based on what I see, based on how much you like it. I would think you'd be doing it more if you weren't a full-time fighter yourself, right? It seems like that's something you would allocate more time to. Um, is that something you look forward to in the next phase of your career after fighting, being a coach? 100%. That's like 100%, 120% my plan is to be a coach when I'm done fighting. I love doing it. Yeah. Um, I, right now, I, I don't really like to call myself more of a coach as opposed to a mentor. You know what okay. I mean? Because I've made it to a certain point. So I have a lot of guys, a lot of amateurs, a lot of guys I train with, and a lot of people that look up to me in a sense. You know what I mean? So right. I try to guide them and teach them to not make the same mistakes I have in my career so far. Because realistically, I'm a baby in this game. You know, 7-1 pro, you know what I mean? I'm the ultimate fighter. I know I've made it to a decent decent level, but I'm still a baby. You know what I mean? I understand that because that keeps me grounded. I know I have so much work to do. But yeah. there's guys that are way behind me. You know what I mean? There's guys that have a lot of work to do themselves. So I feel like I try to push them in the right direction and tell them what's worked for me, help them with little things, help them develop their own styles, help them build confidence, you know? And I take great pride in that. I like growing up the, the next generation. I like helping people. I love um, uh, being a good influence. I feel like you got to have, when you're in the, on a team, like being, being a, t a team player is very important, but I like to have that MVP mentality. I want to be good for myself, but I also want to make the others around me great. You know what I mean? And that's something I noticed that Connor does really well. Like he's great. But by being great and doing his thing, he makes the others around him better. You know what I mean? So I feel like yeah. that's an important factor you need to have and to be a good influence, be helpful. And that's what martial arts is about, man, is camaraderie. So I, I take great pride in that. I love coaching. As you can see, um, uh, June 12th to the 19th, I'll be in Puerto Rico teaching privates, uh, helping yes. teach classes, training with the guys over there. The guys over there don't really have a lot of MMA game over there. It's, the game is pretty behind. So I'm trying to go over there, help the island grow with that. I'm also teaching a seminar on June 17th as well to um, uh, like an MMA striking seminar. And uh, I just want to continue growing and help others around me grow, man, while I continue to climb myself. But obviously I, I would open my own gym and do my own stuff, but I've got so much work to do in my own career that I don't plan yeah. on doing that. You know, I'm not retiring anytime soon. So, mm -hmm. but you will, you will see me do that in the near future. I feel like my goal is to be a world champion fighter and also grow somebody to be a world champion fighter themselves. A world champion coach, world champion fighter. That's what I want to do. You know, I want to leave a really strong legacy behind and, you know, I'm, I'm lucky that I have all the time to do so. And it's kind of beautiful how it ties in with the fact that we're talking about having, you know, how Conor McGregor has impacted you having him as a coach in the ultimate fighter. You get out of a show like that. Right. And you're talking to kids, you know, you're or whoever you it is. Do you yeah. have sort of like a newfound knowledge in what in terms of your approach to helping people, coaching people after being on a show like that? Um. It's changed a little bit. I feel like my intensity has definitely changed. You know what I mean? Seeing the way Connor does it, seeing the way his coach is doing it. You know I mean? I'm all yeah. about, you know, it's, yeah, not for sure. Because I feel like um, uh, a lot of times I used to tell the guys um, uh, to relax when they would go to fight, right? I'd be in the okay. corner. Like, I get a lot of wins as a coach. You know, a lot of my guys win. And I'd be like, hey, you know, relax. You know, take your time in there when you go in the cage. Relax. 
Now I'm like a completely different intensity. I'm like, yo, fuck that. Like, go be tired. Go let your energy out. Go work for your win. You know what I mean? Because I feel like I've learned like all those nerves and all those things that you go through. Like, you can hone those things to to be beneficial for you. You know what I mean? So I feel like I've learned to kind of teach people that, and kind of it's, it's brought a different intensity to the way my guys train. Like, I mean, not sugarcoating as much. Nah, not sugarcoating as much. They, they go a lot harder. You know what I mean? They're a lot more consistent. You know. Um, I don't have to be on their ass as much, you know, uh, just the little, just little things that Connor taught me. I've kind of tried to instill and bring back to the house and it's definitely helped a lot with all of my progression. And um, uh, yeah, so it's been pretty good. Cause even when you saw Connor, you know, talking to Mondo before his fight and everything, he seems like a guy who doesn't sugarcoat anything. Like he just says it like it is right. Like he was telling him like, Hey man, there's a lot of stuff going on. That's, but you sort of have to learn how to accept, you know, it is what it is. There's also a guy over there that's preparing to do the same thing as you. So it's safe to say that that sort of realism and not sure coding is that sort of an element you were able to carry over. Yeah. He's smart, man. And um, a big thing that he also showed us how human he is. You know what I mean? Like he's not like some mythical creature. Like you guys all know this Conor McGregor is the superstar, the guy that's unbreakable. Like, you know what I mean? Like he's human, just like all of us, you know, like it's just, he just kind of taught us and helped us understand how he deals with it and you know when you see how and everyone deals with it differently everyone deals with the process differently and to see how he deals with it and to see how Chandler deals with it and to see how other vets in the house deal with it to see how my prospect team is dealing with it all those things help and you can take a little bit from everybody and kind of make things your own so I feel like that was a huge thing that he was able to instill in us is uh just help us understand help us calm ourselves down and understand that the medium between being too hyped up and being like too relaxed. You know what I mean? Cause in a fight you want to be twitchy. You want to be ready. You want to be good to go. And um, uh, he's like that, man. He's, he's very intense and he, he lets the moment take over, man. And I feel like that's a big reason he performs as well as he does most of the time. Absolutely. Now, before yeah. we sort of got sucked into that sort of wormhole of uh, the ultimate fighter again, it's so hard not to talk about that. Before I asked you, I said, of you course. know, we talk about the seminars of Puerto Rico and all that, right? You are Puerto Rican yourself, right? Yeah, yeah, my Spanish is bad, though. I know, it's, it's pretty disgraceful, but whatever. <laughs> Listen, the last name Quinone is definitely ain't going to hide that, but um, that you're Puerto Rican. But um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's, yeah. yeah, let's say I was a pro fighter, though, right? And I were to go to my country, teach MMA to my fellow countrymen and whatnot, like, that would feel pretty awesome to me. Is that something, is that how you feel when you do something like that? Absolutely, man. My family's from Guaynabo and Caguas. I got family all over the island. Um, it does hey, make me feel go. good because, I, because, like I said, it's not even just about giving back to the country, man. It's about giving back to people in general. You know what I mean? Okay. The economy in Puerto Rico isn't as good. People can't pay heavy gym memberships like they do here in the U.S. Uh, or like it's a ter U.S. territory technically, but you get what I'm saying? Like yeah, you know, the economy is a little bit different over there. Mm -hmm. So um, it's a little harder for guys out there and they can't afford the instruction. Like they, like when they had John Donaher and all those guys over there, they couldn't afford the memberships to be able to train with them. So that's why they ended up um, ultimately going to Texas, you know? They weren't going to make any money in Puerto Rico like that. So even though they love the island, they love the people, they just weren't going to make it like they wanted to. So um, it makes me feel good to go there. Plus, they don't really have anyone to look up to anymore. I mean, all the best with the great fighters, a lot of the great fighters are retired. Like, there's a few guys that come up. You got Xander Zayas and the Serrano sisters are still around. But, like, Miguel Cotto ain't around no more. I want to be, like, one of those guys. One of those guys on the MMA scene that people can look up to. You know what I mean? Like, a Felix Trinidad or Miguel Cotto or the Serrano sisters. Like, I want to be someone that they can get behind. Not only does it help them be inspired to push and make things happen for themselves having less, but also helps me as well and inspires me to keep pushing forward for others. So that's something that, that motivates me as well. And is definitely one of my become part of one of my whys. Absolutely. Yeah. That sounds awesome, man. Listen, putting on the UFC gloves for you, I'm sure was special. Right. Um, and you know, we're going to see where it goes from there. Right. But besides that, you, you're a pretty credential guy yourself. You wouldn't have been in the tough house if you weren't right. You are 
you did capture the Titan FC lightweight championship, right? I'm sure that's a moment that you'll always keep with you, right? Can you talk about how special that was? Because there's a lot of talk about Ultimate Fighter and whatnot, but winning that championship, what was that like for you? Well, it was pretty big because um, uh, I was on a long layoff. I was actually scheduled to fight for that belt um, uh, before I got injured, which was like about a year prior to that. Uh, about a year and a half prior to that, maybe a year and three months, something like was that. Was there like a few canceled bouts? Is that was that with around that time? So I June, so November 2020, I was scheduled to fight in the contender series, which was peak COVID time. Like they the the UFC was occupying the residence in the courtyard Marriott Hotels in Vegas by Allegiant Stadium. And um uh I remember I tested negative before I went to uh to Vegas on on a Zoom call, right? We did a Zoom COVID test negative. Mm -hmm. And then they they wanted to fly me out for four days, fly me back to Miami, and then fly me back to Vegas three days later for fight week. But with the time oh, change and the, and the COVID going around, it was just wasn't a bad idea. So my management at the time arranged me to stay out in Vegas for 10 whole days, do the filming for the Contender Series, and then do the fight week, right? So I go to Vegas. When I get to Vegas, I tested uh, for COVID again. We checked into one hotel, which was the courtyard. That was for the filming. I tested negative for that one. Then we then about four or five days later, we checked into the residence for fight week, right? Mm -hmm. We checked it. I then I tested again for COVID, checking into the next hotel. Now, no news is good news when it comes to that thing, right? So about a day later, I wake up the next day, they called me and they said, You're positive for COVID. My oh, management man. argued with them, they retested me positive again. So I was slated to fight the contender series, missed that opportunity, right? At this point, I had no car. I was living with a coach at the time. I had no money, I had no savings. I, I was rock bottom. It was terrible. I had everybody pulling out of fights left and right. I couldn't find an opponent. And then um, uh, eventually I finally got a guy from Hawaii to fight me in February. This was November. By February, I was finally able to get an opponent. And then um, uh, two weeks before that fight, or a week, about a week and a half, two weeks before that fight, I tore my ACL. So uh, after a full ACL tear, I was on the shelf for about a year. You know, mm -hmm. I, I lost a lot of relationships. I mean, you go from being this person that's a prospect, everyone wants to be your friend, everyone wants to do business with you. And um, you go from being that to being nothing. Your circle gets small, you know? Yeah. So I went through, like, a really hard time at that time. And um, I, I've never really been someone who's a super talented guy or has, like, had super credentials. I don't have a wrestling background. I don't have an extensive striking background. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. At one point, as an amateur, I was three and four. You know, I've had people telling me I couldn't do shit my whole life from where wow. I come from. So uh, after all this injury, I finally was able to come back about a year, about a year and a half later. I was able to get the belt in DR fighting a hometown guy. I was able to knock him out. He was like, the, he was one of the top three guys in the Caribbean. I knocked him out. And then um, uh, I was able to finally fight at home for the first time in four years. And I defended the belt later that year. I think it was uh, November again, actually. And then um, uh, I got called to do the Ultimate Fighter on New Year's, actually. Like, like December 29th, like December 31st. Wow. Yeah. And then on New Year's, I sent my application. They flew me out. And um, uh, yeah, it, was just, it just meant a lot to win that title, man. Winning that title, it didn't mean, it doesn't really mean much to me to win a belt on the regional scene, right? I mean, it does because it's it's still a credential, right? Titan yeah. see at one point is one of the biggest shows on Fight Pass, right? Mm -hmm. But it didn't mean anything about the credential. It just meant it was something to me because I overcame so much in my life. So winning that belt was not more of a credential for my, the sport. It was a credential in my life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it, at the time, it really meant a lot to me. And it still means a lot to me because it's something I've done. And it's something to look at. It, it show myself what I'm capable of, capable of doing. And I know I can take it to the next step. So uh, that was that's really what it meant to me. It was more of me understanding and showing myself that I can persevere through a lot of adversity and showing that I can come back from from rock bottom and, and make it. And no matter what circumstance you're in, you can you can climb your way back up. So that belt's more like a sentimental thing, more so than like a milestone, right? 
Exactly. Absolutely. Definitely yeah. more of a sentiment than a milestone. That's literally the perfect way to say it. Yeah. And I think that ties into what you, what you cause you said it before yourself, right? That listen, we're prospects coming yeah. into this house, but don't think we ain't been through no adversity. Right. Exactly. That's exactly what I'm saying. Like I've had plenty of losses in life. You know, I might not have worded it so good and I was talking to you about it earlier, but I've had plenty of losses in life. So it doesn't mean that I'm overlooking what you guys have or had or get accomplished or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm here to win. I'm a competitor. I wasn't here to make, I wasn't there to make super friends. I wasn't there to, to make you like me. I was here to come and compete. I was here to fight and I was here to take what I believe is mine. And um, that's really all it is. You know, you, you can like it. You can like it or hate it. You know, you can love me or hate me. You can think I'm a douchebag. You can think I'm a loudmouth. You can think I'm brash. You can think I'm all talk. Whatever the fuck you want to say, it don't matter. I'm not afraid to eat my words. And I'm going to keep pushing forward until I get what the hell I want to get. Whether that be in the sport, whether that be in my life, it doesn't matter because I'm, I'm you know what I mean? I, I have a spirit that can't be broken and I'm going to come up no matter what, regardless of what anyone tells me or whatever the fucking life gives me, you know, it doesn't matter. You know, God has a plan for me. I believe in it. And uh, I just got to keep pushing. That's it. Very well said, man. That is going to conclude our time. Thank you for joining us, man. And I am excited to see what's next for you. Absolutely. But I appreciate you having me, man. You know, this is my first interview since, since the tough house. So, yeah, oh, really? Cool. Great. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, welcome back into the fold. <laughs> yes, sir. We back in the real world. We're out of jail. We're out of jail. That's right. That's right. Oh, well, yeah, people don't realize how rough that could be. Guys, you could check Landon Quinones out every Tuesday night on season 31 of The Ultimate Fighter. You definitely don't want to miss what's in store. And best of luck to you, man. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it. Keep tuning in.